Hello, all you wonderful, unique beings. It is Tuesday, November 7th, and this is the place that you are going to hear all of the great, wonderful things coming out of my mouth and my brother's mouth today. Uh, We are here to talk about sports. Sports. Sam is Sam is a jerk. He purposely is doing this, and I'm now not going to wait for him going forward. Uh, But we'll do this every Tuesday. uh, Protest. And apparently, Sam is going to continue to do this thing that he does now every Tuesday as well. Uh, We got a lot to to jump into today. Uh, More injuries, more injuries, and more injuries. Uh, (laughs) I, I just. At this point, I don't know what happened, but I, I guess we're getting some some people back. We're getting Kyler back. Uh, that that is some new news that we just got right prior to this. Sam is happy. He had to make sure he shared with me. He never responds to anything I send him about Jalen Hurts, but he is sure to tell me about when Aaron Rodgers walks into MetLife. I don't give a damn, Sam. Anyway, Jalen Hurts to win MVP. You all call them the care. biggest Jalen Hurts hater ever. Talk about him more than since you picked him MVP, okay? Jesus, we're gonna get to our dubs. MVP this year. I'm, I'm not listening to him anymore. We're gonna talk about our dubs. We're gonna talk about L's. We're gonna talk about power ranking. Uh, and we're gonna get to our picks uh, as we normally do. And then Sam loves to do his little baseball corner, uh, so that'll happen. Uh, he knows I don't care about baseball, so I, I leave it all to to brother Sam to tell you what's going on with sticks and balls. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> and we got the NBA. So. More balls for you. Uh, with that said, yeah, Sam, you weren't ready for this energy today. So now you got it, man. This is this is I'm in trouble. Out of me. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Out of me. Uh, now to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East. Yes, we are from the East, not the West, not not the Midwest, North, South, technically Northeast. Anyway, the brains of the group, our number cruncher, the advisor. The guy that can't ever say sports with me at the same time. Sam, how you doing? Still not good at math, but apparently I'm a numbers guy, so there's that. Mom, I made it. You, you are, I mean, you are a statistician. You're a numbers guy here when it comes. You don't have to create the numbers. You don't create them. You just read them, so you are the numbers guy. That's know? fair. That's fair. There you, there you go. And and yeah. I am just the other half of the duo. I'm Brandon. I'm just here so I won't get fined. This is episode 114 of Chasing Points Podcast. Thank you for everybody that is watching us on YouTube Live right now. And for those that will be watching the recording later. Uh, and and yeah, for man. anybody that's listening to the podcast on all major DSPs, we appreciate you guys. But enough of wasting time here because we got a lot to talk about. So, Sam, you said a lot already. Yes. Set it at the top of this. There was the first games in Germany. Uh, Sam Sprechen's the dick. Um, there was so much that happened there. Uh, and there's another, there's more Germany games uh, this weekend to come. Uh, but the first winner of the German game was the Chiefs. And they beat my father's Dolphins, which was great for me. I appreciate it. Uh, did you watch the whole game? I Watched most of it, so okay. yeah, yeah. I watched the beginning. I watched the end in the middle oh, so halftime. Well, the halftime I went to get the groceries because you know I'm also a father and a loving husband, so I need to, to make sure that. that yeah, it, that said, I mean, the shop right's down the street, so it's not the end of the world here. But you know, I watched most of the game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Explain um, to my five-year-old where Germany was. It was. It was great. It was a good. It was a good time. 
Okay. Could have been a better game, I'll tell you that. That was a, Did you it was go down a, a history lesson when you explained where Germany was, or you just left it very no, surface? I gave it, you know, just told them it was a country in Europe, and Europe is a continent on the other side of the world. Okay, in five more years, Sam is going to tell them the real truth about Germany. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we have the Bengals. Uh, they handled the Bills. Uh, looks like uh, what we said at the beginning of the season – uh, has kind of turned around for the Bengals, and uh, the Bills are kind of the Bills. Yeah, the, this is kind of just what we are accustomed to, and I think, I think all we needed to do as fans of the sport, not necessarily fans of the Bills, is just need to pay attention to Stefan Diggs. So I'm pretty sure he told us exactly what he felt about this team and kind of what this team was going to be at the end of last year. And holding out, we're not coming to any of the major things that he needed to come to before the season started. I do. Do you think we just all avoided it and was just like, eh, whatever? We're just going to be fine and just didn't listen to him. And now here we are. They keep losing some of these major games. That is is scary. This is kind of seems to be the trend with this team. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't gone well. The the Bills are one in four in games that aren't in Buffalo or mm-hmm. London this year. One and four. Yeah, so okay. that's not what you want when you're a Super Bowl contender, quote-unquote. So what um, you're saying is they need to be the London Bills at this point. I am I mean, they've won one game in London, right? Okay. okay. Right? Yeah. Did they? Did they even win that game? Yeah, they barely won. Yeah, they barely, yeah, they barely they lost. Won. Oh, they lost that game. They lost so that's, that's not even right. Yeah, they lost to the Jags. I'm not going to credit where I got that stat from because yeah. it's a major sports um, network. I guess so I'm not going to take Sam off of being our statistician. No longer. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was right. Bills one and four in games not played in Buffalo or. Uh, so who did they beat over the pond across the pond? Well, they're one and four, so they have one win. Okay. Outside of the pond. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, let's go on. They lost to the Jets, Jags, Patriots, and Bengals. Mm. So, anyway, I don't care. Um, you care about these injuries, though. Uh, yeah, Danny Ducks, I will remain to call him that, even as he goes down with an ACL. But has to Nets if he's not playing. Uh, well, he's now he's going to be playing with Ducks in his tub because he's just going to be laying there now because he ain't going to be able to do a damn thing. Uh, it's it's just it's unfortunate to see that he went down with that. Yeah, uh, no, you, don't, you don't want to see that. Yeah, you don't want to see that. Like, I, I don't ever want to see anybody get injured, uh, especially not ACL. Uh, luckily, where medicine is now, um, it, it, he'll be able to come back, and we know he'll be able to come back at what capacity. Who knows? But uh, this is just uh, kind of the picture of what the Giants have been the whole year thus far. Uh, it, it has been one thing after another. They're down to a third string quarterback. I heard that they might be starting Matt Barkley. I Ooh. didn't even know that Matt Barkley was still in the league, Sam. Yeah, sitting on his couch watching a Sunday ticket and got the call, I guess, right? Sure. Tyrod Taylor's on IR, right? So he can't start uh, for four, three more weeks. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam Cam Akers, who's had such an interesting yeah. career in the NFL, uh, he is now an Achilles brother of mine. Twice, uh, he's the second one. Yeah, yeah, he's gone down with an Achilles injury. Uh, super unfortunate. Sending love his way. 
Uh, sending love to Dallas Goddard's way. If you watch that huge game on Sunday uh, in the afternoon, how awkwardly the defender landed on his forearm. And I immediately said it uh, watching it with some buddies. And I was just like, this is, yeah, I think he fractured it. And speaking to my buddy on Twitter, I immediately was like, yeah, it doesn't look too good. And they pretty much confirmed it. Uh, I know at this point in time, they're, they're just waiting to see if they're going to put him in an IR or whatnot, but they do expect him to be able to be back and at least out for four weeks, which is crazy to say, Sam. Just think about that. Like a regular oh, no. person would probably be like sidelined for months and NFL player will be back in four weeks and ready to go. Dude, I broke my Not foot that. in 2010 and it still hurts. Mm-hmm. So like I can't, Im- I couldn't imagine like even people breaking their foot, players breaking their foot and playing like four weeks later. It's insane mm-hmm. to me to think that you could play football at the highest level with a broken forearm three or four weeks earlier. It's yeah. Medicine is, is something else. It's mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, when you also are a multi-billion dollar corporation in the NFL, yeah, you got your guys have the top doctors in the world, uh, surgeons that'll be able to, to fix you up and put you back together and put you back out there. So uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, what happens with Goddard. Cause he's, he's out of those three names that we mentioned is the only one that is going to have a chance to come back this season uh, for the other twos was you speed recovery. Uh, and we will move on uh, as another person that was injured. Uh, he tore his ACL, correct? Kyler tore his ACL or yep. is this? Yep. So he's coming back from his ACL per Jonathan. I can't, I can't stand Gannon. And uh, he's going to be starting on Sunday against the Falcons. Barring no setbacks, which we know can be very possible. Um, is, is is Call of Duty a setback? Is that is like a, a new map come out this weekend or something? The just, game I'm comes just out actually it. on the ninth. So, oh wow! So wow, yeah. this is uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good luck, Cardinals. So, so Sam has started the narrative. You've heard it first because uh, I'm sure it was somehow, some way bleed into the media that Call of Duty is coming out and Kyler is coming out. So if he does poorly on his first game back, I know immediately fingers will be pointed to Call of Duty, even though I don't think that's fair since he's been out for several months. Uh, but this is what media is now. Hey, I'd have to imagine if the Cardinal, if the season was over right now, the Cardinals have the first pick in the draft, they would take a quarterback or trade, uh, you know, get a ransom for, that draft pick, mm-hmm. I'd imagine that Kyler is not playing video games and is first getting healthy and feeling comfortable out on the field, which is huge. Um, and second, just trying to continue to be paid by the, the Cardinals. So I'm making jokes, but in all seriousness, I'd have to imagine he's an adult. You know, so. Is he an adult? <laughs> I want to say so. I'll tell you, I've, I've referenced it for years, that playoff game where he just like against the Rams where the, he just Cardinals kind of gave up and he's sitting on the, the, the bench dejected. Like, mm-hmm. look, that's his first kind of playoff exposure or whatever. Maybe I, I don't even know, but you know, I expected more out of that. I would imagine he's grown from that experience. I'd hope, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I still have faith in him. He's uber talented. Oh, um, of course. Hell yeah. As you and I have talked about on and off air. I mean, this young man, could have won, he's could have gone one in either baseball or football and literally had a legit chance to start in both. 
So that that's saying yeah. a whole lot for him. Um, he definitely has an arm on him. Obviously, the size has always been a thing, but he's proven that since he's been in the NFL, this, his size doesn't matter. He is a very accurate quarterback. When he's on, he's on, and he's hard to stop. 100%. So yeah. I, I, I would love to see what version of Kyler we are getting now. Uh, he's been away uh, for some time, so I'm – to your point, I, I'm wondering if you, you know, when you're away and you're not in the limelight, you have time to work on yourself, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm referencing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You you got time to work on yourself and we as as civilians or regular quote unquote regular people, uh, we can do that on a on a normal basis where these guys are always in front of cameras nonstop. So I'm curious to see what happens. Um, um yeah, to the Daniel Jones point, I mean, Kyler tore his ACL later last season, and he's back in week nine. He probably could have made it back a little earlier, but yeah. the Cardinals obviously have it, and like the Giants, have invested a lot of money in the quarterback position. You want to make sure those guys are okay. You're not playing for anything. Yeah. They have one win. The Giants wow. have two. Uh, you know, so it's like they're not – you want to make sure your guy's healthy. And the Kyler's – and to the baseball point, most – Quarterbacks are like drafted as jokes uh, in like the 50th round. Like Tyler is the ninth overall pick yep. to the athletics. Yep. So, like, I, I don't know if he would have projected to be a superstar, but he, you don't get drafted ninth overall as like a publicity, like gimmicky kind of thing. Not at all. So, there's that, talent. That there. talent. He's, yep. he's a talented uh, athlete, no, no doubt. Well, speaking of talent, we've we're halfway through more than a little over a halfway through the season at this point, and we've seen a lot of talent. We've seen a lot of crazy plays. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some some firing of coaches already, uh, as we mentioned, injuries, whatnot. Some people coming back. Uh, what has stood out to you right now as the playoff picture starts to shape up at this point? I think you. I think we put too much into sometimes like. And not not this podcast. I think we're pretty real about it. But just as the media, like one week at a time, but mm-hmm. kind of overblowing everything. I mean, we left the Bengals for dead at one and three. We did, um, and they've they haven't lost a game since. They're uh, you know, and they're looking like the team we thought they were going to be uh, with another impressive big win on primetime stage there. So, and the injuries really you know jump out too. This is the uh, once Tommy DeVito starts for the the Giants, if he starts on Sunday, I assume he will since they just signed Matt Barkley, but Joshua Dobbs is showing that anything is possible, um, that it'll be the 10th rookie uh, quarterback that mm-hmm. started this season, which I think is a record. Just kind of nuts. So, I mean, those are the two of the kind of things that have jumped out. There's some teams that are really good, that j- and we'll get to a couple of them, uh, that just haven't quite, you know, have those victories. Like if it was college football, you know, like what does the resume say? And there's a couple teams, Dolphins, Bills, where it's like, uh, who have you beaten and why do you deserve to be in the conversation? So I think that's that's interesting to point. So the, off the top, those are just two things that, that come to mind. What about so you? I just want to touch on on yeah. the, the Bengals part. I think it's... Again, everybody's – well, I don't want to say everybody because it's just making a blanket statement, and I don't want to generalize for everybody. But a lot of people uh, are prisoners of the moment. Yeah, of um, course. And when we see – and I'm referencing the the Bengals, uh, the reason why I know I said it at that point in time that they 
didn't look great is I'm expecting them to be great. And Joe Burrow came out with that injury and it was like, "Mm, this is not looking promising whatsoever. And then all of a sudden you could see his, his footwork got back to the footwork that it once was. And I was like, okay, he's good again. And now they're fine. Uh, I, I am, I don't like how I feel like this season has had more, injuries than I than I can remember um I I know I pay attention very closely to it but I I feel like this year I've seen more Achilles injuries than I've seen ACL injuries totally which is normally the opposite way around it was like a couple Achilles here and there but it was predominantly ACL so I don't know if that is is due to the field due to the new footwear um due to the builds of these guys I don't know what it is but I'm sure they will be looking into him by they, I mean, the NFL uh, will be looking into it and seeing what's going from there. Uh, as far as a playoff pitcher, uh, I, I think, and as we'll get into the picks in my rankings, but I, I feel that unbi- un- unbiased opinion that for the NFC, the Eagles are starting to take that step away. It looks ugly, doesn't look great, but their record is still eight and one. Yeah. They, they are leading their division. They just beat the Cowboys in a sloppy game from both, actually from three parties. And the third party in this one is the referees uh, because the, the, the calls were horrendous on both ends. Um, what, what you did get to see is Dakota Prescott played extremely well, right? So it says to me that the Cowboys, if that can play like that for the rest of the year, the Cowboys are going to be around. They have another game that they get to play against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles have, after the bye week, they have the Chiefs. They have the Cowboys again. They have uh, the Chargers. No, they have the Chiefs, the Cowboys. I want to say have the schedule actually up. Um, they come back to the Chiefs. time, the Chiefs. Yep. Bills, Bills. Are ho- uh, they're home against the Bills. They're in KC. Yep. They're home against the Niners. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys. Dude, yeah. those are like four of the best teams in football. And you got them back to back to back. So, yep. um, And then you I play the that. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's a real test and a good opportunity for the Cowboys, too, if they are, you know, if they can make up some ground, if the Eagles stumble. But they, to your first point they're finding it's not it's not pretty but they're finding ways to win these games correct uh the seahawks aren't an easy i mean the ravens proved otherwise but they the seahawks are a pretty decent team uh, and they play the giants twice and they play the cardinals so yeah you know, so, I, it's, so i think it's shaping up i mean to to see uh, I, I guess we'll see after this the niners are coming off a bye uh and they're playing who are they playing this week the part in the Jaguars who are actually okay. off a of bye two. So off of bye two, right? So both two top tier teams. So we're gonna get to see if Jags are what how they've been winning, if they can continue to do that, right? And that's we'll get to the AFC portion in a second. But you get to see for the Niners that if those two those few games that they've lost already, if that was a fluke or this is who they are this year, we get to see that. So because really at the top, it's Eagles. Niners because the Niners have beat the Cowboys already and they continue to show that they have their number and then the Cowboys, right? But if, again, if Dak can play the way that he played, um, I think they can do that. But it also scares me because Dak played so great in this game against the Eagles, but yet still made major mistakes and still lost. And as I've said, and the stats show that if the Cowboys don't get a turnover, 
the Cowboys don't win. The Cowboys defense, if they can't get a turnover, the Cowboys in totality do not win. They didn't get a turnover in that game against the Eagles. They didn't win, and it's been proven throughout this season too. So that's shaping up for the the NFC, but the AFC, uh, <laughs> that is getting very, very interesting. I don't – I only believe in the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes and his connection yeah. to Kelsey. Outside of that, I well, let me step take a step back. This is the best defense that the Chiefs have had, period, since Patrick Mahomes has, has been there, and they are extremely underrated in my complete opinion. But I, I don't trust that offense right now. It's way too shaky. They're playing way too many close games. But again, they're winning, right? They're still winning, and they're still doing what they do. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it looks. As long as you're getting the W, you're getting the W. The Ravens are winning in convincing fashion. They are literally punching everybody in the mouth and taking what they wanted to take from the beginning. Lamar looks phenomenal. Uh this is what we wanted to see in the offense. The defense is playing. I mean, we always expect Raven defense to play the way that it has been playing. And it, it's just showing up. The Bengals, as we just mentioned, are turning it around. We don't know what the Bills are. We don't know what the Dolphins are, right? But they are both two contenders that could be there at the end of the year. Uh, so I, I'm I'm super intrigued to see how the AFC pans out more than NFC. Because I feel like it's almost solidified in NFC of who's going to get home field advantage at this point in time. Yeah, in AFC. I still feel it's a it's a major toss up, Sam. Like a major toss up. And, and I, I think, think that we kind of expected too, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we thought the Vikings were going to be better, you know, aside from Kirk Cousins now going down, but going into the season rather. But we didn't, you know, there weren't that many. Super Bowl contenders on on the NFC side, um, but where the AFC, there's going to be some really good teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's just how it is. Yeah. So uh, speaking of which, you want to let's just get into some uh, give out some dubs first here. Yeah. Well, since you started, sir, give me your first dub. Well, I'd have to get the sheet up. Here it is. Wow. Oh wait. Yeah, it's the Ravens. We were just talking about them. Uh, I mean. You, you just mentioned it. I think the the best thing after they beat the Seahawks, what was it, like 37-3? to three? Mm-hmm. Um, We got some hunger guys on our team, Lamar said. Lamar's 18-1 against te- NFC teams. Yeah. Speaking of the NFC. Yeah. It's just wild. They had a season-high 515 yards. Almost 300 of those were on the ground. Um, that's the fourth most in franchise history. But they're like a really big balanced team the offense defense special teams are i mean it helps when you have the best kicker in nfl history but you know they're they're playing like on all cylinders right now and i still feel like i mean you you've had them high in your your rankings you know they're they're being talked about but i i feel like they're not getting their due and i think they are after sunday yeah well after sunday but like yeah. leading leading up to it there were yeah. a couple, you know we there were weeks i don't even think we mentioned them so mm-hmm. um just wanted to to point that out um you know they played week seven they played the lions who were in first place in the north kick their ass they just played the seahawks who are in first place in their division wipe the floor with them so um you know, they're just playing really well. So just want to give them some love. They play the uh, Cleveland next week and then Cincinnati. So a couple, uh, couple AFC tests there, um, at least that Cleveland D 
defense there. And um, yeah, it's gonna know. be a good game. Yeah, it's gonna be a really, really good game. I, I mean, I'd like to see Deshaun Watson playing that game, but Lord knows what's gonna happen with him because I mean, I, he played he played last this week, so we'll uh, see. Yeah, well, I mean, I take it week to week with him because so, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, but I do know what the Ravens are gonna do with Lamar, and I I really would love for that uh, anonymous coach to, to speak up at this point in time, because right now the head, the, the top two quarterbacks uh, for the MVP race right now is the two that got huge contracts and one had a contract before him. And then the other got the contract made the biggest contract for a quarterback. And I'm talking about Jalen hurts and Lamar. In my complete opinion, those are the two top at the MVP. I know people are going to say Mahomes. I know they're going to say Burrow. I know they're going to say that. I don't think anybody right now currently is playing like both of them. I, I just don't. And I'm watching what they're both doing and the way that Lamar has grown and Jalen has grown as passers sitting in the pocket is what people wanted them to be, but they can still kill you with their legs. Jalen's doing it on a bum leg. Lamar's doing it on two <laughs> two uh, legs that are cheetahs. He basically infusing him. He can just run it anytime he wants to. But that is literally his last option now. Think how scary that is to know that a, a man that can run as fast, if not faster than Mike Vick, that's his last option now. Whereas it was option one, one A before, right? Yeah. Uh, what they've put around him, and, and built around him. He's always had his his security blanket in Andrews, uh, but that offense is now clicking. Uh, he's got some young young go getters. There's some speed demons down there with Zay Flowers. Um, you have Bates that's out there. Uh, you got OBJ who finally caught a touchdown on his birthday, uh, which was pretty cool to see. But that defense again, I, also I, a big fumble. Didn't matter though. Yeah, it didn't matter. Um, Way to way to ruin the positive thing. Sorry, um, but yeah, I, I'm really really excited to see what the Ravens do uh, because they are a a fra- a favorite team of mine, and I don't know how you can't love Lamar Jackson every time he's speaking of the 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 stat line against the NFC when he was asked about. He's like, no 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 no. He said, I don't I don't want to I don't even want to think about that. I don't even think about it. He was like so playful about it. He always is is always friendly. And he's always giving back, which is not talked about much much about him. Uh, but I'll talk about it for him. So shout out to the Ravens for sure. Um, shout out to the Texans. They're my dub. Uh, I dropped CJ because I had Dak and Joe Burrow. So it's not like I needed a third quarterback. Uh, but he went off. Uh, and by he, you know who he is. If you don't know who he is, he was the number two pick this year, C.J. Stroud. Uh, some are saying that he should have been the number one pick. Uh, currently, it looks that way uh, because of the season that he had. He's broken records. Uh, he seems to continue to will this Texans team that I don't think anybody that I knew had them being in the position that they're currently in right now. Not one soul that I know that watches football that is very good at picking up and, and one of my friends have said to me anything about the Texans and we're all just sitting here like, wow, the game that they just had on Sunday was an absolute thriller. And I mean, back and forth, back and forth coming down to the last seconds of that game. Wild. Uh, I, I, I feel that D'Amico Ryan's was such a great hire for them. 
Uh, he's already infused his personality into that defense, uh, which I feel is a big part of what people aren't talking about, need to talk about more, uh, is that he? I feel he's a huge part of why the Niners' defense looks different this year. Uh, they have the same pieces, but the scheme is not the same because he's not there. Uh, I just want to give them them props. Tank Dell yeah. coming out of nowhere, monster. Uh, Will Anderson on the defensive side, monster. Uh, I can keep going on. Uh, Stingley, so on and so forth, right? Nico Collins, yeah. Yep. Just Crazy. a really, really good young yeah. team. And they are going to be, mark my words, they are going to be scary in two years. Dude, they're 4-4 four four right now. I know, I know we just talked about how tight – um, the NFC is, but mm-hmm. they're—I mean, they're—they're they're right there. They're—they're they're playing well. We love the D'Amico hire, as you just said, and setting a culture for a team that just went through head coaches unfairly, you know, to, for the most part. But it happened, and here we are. They didn't lose that game, um, and they got the second pick, and they didn't have to—you know—they didn't give up. The uh, everything but the kitchen sink to get Bryce Young or anything like that, and I mean it's still very early in both of their careers, mm-hmm. but they got they got a gamer here. He's he's slowly becoming one of the top young quarterbacks and players in this league. I mean, unprecedented things as a rookie, highest passer rating by a rookie in a game ever, one forty seven point eight, four hundred seventy yards, most by a rookie ever. And sixth player in history with at least 450 passing yards, five touchdowns, and no picks in a game. That said, they lost to the Panthers last week and couldn't do anything. So it just shows you what this, you know, what the league is. And yeah. in, and they're a young team, and they're they're certainly learning too. Um, but you know, coach of the year candidate to Miko Ryan right now for sure. It's um, you know, it's no one expected it. So kudos to. Uh, Kudos to uh, everybody down there. Uh, another coach that we didn't expect to be the coach of a team that you gave a dub to. You have the Raiders. Yeah, I, I, uh, we didn't talk about Josh McDaniel or, or Dave Ziegler getting fired because it happened after Monday Night Football. Kind of came out of nowhere. It was kind. Of, it was weird that it happened at essentially, one a.m. Ascent, yeah, essentially on the East Coast. It was the trade deadline, yeah. and no one picked up the phone. When all of these GMs tried to, to you know, get some of their best players, and rightfully so, right? Mm-hmm. Devontae's not happy. Josh Jacobs is on a one-year deal. He's not happy. Sam's not uh, happy because they try to get Devontae Adams. So yeah, continue. I think Devontae Adams would be great, but that said, you know, uh, didn't happen because you can't make a trade if the other team doesn't pick up the phone. But and, and then and then the the reports came out. At, was it yesterday, Saturday, over the weekend, that how bad it really was? I mean, Devontae Adams was saying change of scenery and all this stuff, but there was, um, you know, an, a player-only meeting where Antonio Pierce, now the interim head coach, um, spoke about spoke to the team on Josh McDaniel's behalf. And what Pierce said was that you have to be hungry for it and referenced beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl that year that they could have went undefeated. And then the the alleged comment from Josh McDaniel was never talk about the Patriots that way. So it was it, like it was Jay Glazer that reported this. Okay. 
It was a, a all team meeting. It, Josh McDaniel was there, but he didn't answer the questions, even though they were about him. Antonio Pierce answered on his behalf. Yeah. Yes. Answered for him and said exactly what Sam just said about how the Don't Giants beat the Patriots. The Patriots that and way. then after he was upset about that, and Adam Schefter doubled down today on the Pat McAfee show of saying that if Jay Glazer is saying that, then it happened. Uh, so. Yeah, you say what you want about Jay Glazer, but he, you know, the, he's Jay, He's one of the more reputable reporters in all of sports. So that, mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind, and and prove me otherwise. You know, if it's not right, it's like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Well, wait till you hear the whole story. Well, tell us, tell us what the story is. And I get exactly. closed door player only meetings. Stay in the locker room. That's fine. But it got out. Someone wanted it to get out. It got out clearly. And this team, so I didn't watch a lot of this game. I was focused on. Um, I didn't watch any of this game. Yeah, I mean, just what was on Reds. I had when I had Red Zone on, which they showed a lot of this game, and it didn't make much sense. But, I also don't know why the Eagles Cowboys game was not nationally broadcasted when we know that is the one of the biggest games of the year. I know it wasn't nationally broadcasted. The the thing the thing with that. Uh, I assumed it was, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, the Giants are playing too. So at least in New York, it wasn't. So then I assumed it'd be on CBS Nope, because the NFL made a big deal about it's not CBS has the AFC anymore and Fox has the NFC. And then I turn on uh, CBS and there's no football on locally. So thankfully, you know, there's other ways to watch football and having the, you know, Sunday ticket and all that stuff. But, um, the Raiders were up on the Giants, and look, we already chronicled some of the Giants' failures this year, but they were up 27 yeah. to nothing at halftime, um, and they won the game like, like 30 to 3 or something like that. Uh, Giants have only scored 16 points once this season. So there's all of that. Um, the Raiders have a, a tough end of the season, too. They're going to play the Chiefs twice, Chargers, Dolphins, but, you know, there's they're 4 and 5. And the team looks loose and happy and want to play for uh, a well-reputable player and, and now coach in this league, Antonio Pierce. So, loose yeah. is an understatement. All smoking yeah. cigars, all in their yeah. brand-new locker room. Uh, <laughs> loose is definitely an understatement. But just did you watch the post-game speech? I didn't. No, I didn't see it. Take, take the moment to, to yeah. definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> hearing how Antonio appears and watch Devontae Adams is what I would say to you. Okay. Because the way that he stares at Antonio appears, you see that he's completely bought it and he looks somewhat rejuvenated. Now, I will, I will be the negative one here and I would say we remember Jeff Saturday last year yeah. on his first game with the Colts. And then we saw how that turned out. Okay. Oh, d- Right. Not saying that this won't be the same thing. Antonio Pierce is a young man that comes from Compton, California. That literally is this was his team growing up. So he gets to play for or he gets to coach for the team uh, that he wanted and has been a childhood fan of. He is a former Super Bowl champion. Uh, so I'm going to put respect on his name, even though as Sam and I were texting, I could not stand him as a player as he played for the Giants. But. I, I wish him all the best of luck because it, we need more player coaches, in my absolute opinion, because it seems like these guys buy in because they understand he's been there. He knows what we're talking about, and I like more player coaches, so I'm an advocate for that. So, 
shout out to the Raiders uh, because that is one of the franchises that we need to to be successful. Because when they're better, the league is better because their fans travel like crazy. Stop yeah. fighting Raiders fans. It's a uh, it's r- real quick too. It's it's just a uh, a testament to Mark. Uh, Mark Davis was just willing to just eat $85 million after still having to pay John Gruden too because of something. Right. So what was that? I'm not saying like you, the Jeff Saturday, that first game. Yeah, that was great. I'm not saying it's the same situation. I don't Mm -hmm. think this Raiders team as a whole is super talented. Um, That said, I, you know, they've definitely bought in and there's something to be said for that. So, you know, I hope, uh, Antonio gets a, a fair shake um, because what he's delivered so far is has been promising for sure. That is for sure. That is for sure. Um, my dub to, to round this out is Joshua Dobbs. He's been a, to me, a bright spot in the NFL this year. Uh, this young man was drafted in 2017 by the Steelers, then went to the Jags. Then came back to the Steelers for a second stint. Then went to the Browns. Then went to the Lions. Then went to the Titans. Then went back to the Browns for a second time. And this year, when we started the season off, he was with the Cardinals. You saw that he played extremely well with the Cardinals. Obviously, he had his ups and downs and whatnot. And then just recently got traded to the Vikings. And in his first game with the Vikings, came in for the backup quarterback after Kirk Cousins went down. Came in, didn't know, doesn't know half the players on the team, has never thrown the ball to any of the players, and this young man gets in there and does what he's been doing essentially all season, is just playing really good football, and wills this team to a W. Now, I even heard a report that the last call of the game was being called into his headset and literally was basically saying, this guy... What's the head coach's name again? Uh, Kevin O'Connell. Thank you. Was saying this guy goes has a go route. This guy's like a hook route. This guy's like literally saying this, and then it cuts off, and then the play goes, and then boom, and then it happens. Right. So absolutely amazing. The post game speech. I don't know if you saw that one. I did see this one. I did see. Yeah. Uh, Seeing how they were talking about him, it was just such a beautiful scene. Of he wasn't in the locker room yet, but they were saying this guy is a part of our family. Uh, he, he came in here, <laughs> doesn't know the playbook, doesn't know really anybody, and was able to will us to a W. And that deserves all the props in the world for because I don't think people really realize how hard it is to go to another team and not throw a ball to anybody on the team, not know anybody, and be able to go out there and take over for the starting quarterback that's been there and you just play, and then you still win against a decent team. It's even crazier than that, man. He was on the Browns to start the year, got traded when the Cardinals cut Colt McCoy right before the season. Now, he only has one win with the Cardinals, but the cupboard's pretty bare there. Mm -hmm. And then gets traded on Tuesday. Who knows when he actually got to Minnesota? He wasn't even supposed to start. He didn't start this game. Jaron Hall got concussed and hopefully he's okay and it comes in and he just um did you see that what was it the fourth i wrote it fourth and long like fourth and seven 50 seconds left he avoided bud dupree and then 
stop the first down and more to keep the game alive. Like again, uh, Scott Hansen said it on Red Zone, and I wrote it down because he doesn't even know the names of the guy in the guys in the huddle. And but really thought about like, wow, that's that's legit. Like seriously, but he's you know a lot has been said about this. He's like a rocket scientist, legit aerospace legit. engineer. Yes, legit. He's in, smart. Turn at NASA. Like he left his internship to go play football, uh, go yep. back to football this year. Like smart kid. I remember he started that week 15 game for the Titans last year on Monday night football. They didn't win, but he, you know, same kind of situation, picked up the playbook within the week and played pretty well. He's a smart guy that these stories are great. Um, so like, you know, all the, all the props to him and, and to this team, uh, it's a fun story. And uh, you know, yeah, shout yeah, out to that's, him. That's sure. that's why shout you play for sure. Uh, your your L to start this off is one of my favorite L's ever. Period. Uh, is the Cowboys? Dude, Tell me why, that, Sam. Dude, they should. Uh, notice respect to your Eagles, and you know I've I like your your Eagles. They mm-hmm. kind of should have won this game. They, they had every opportunity to they win should've. this game. Uh, and the Eagles imploded on the last drive. Yeah. Literally, yeah, literally. They, uh, they, uh, I have a whole bunch of random notes everywhere. So let me just three scoreless drives in the fourth quarter. Yep. Um, you have all you, in the red zone. They end up all in the, in red, the zone. red zone. You yep. have that schoolmaker not touchdown. You had Dak running out of bounds on the two point and then literally throwing it to the one, uh, to CD land to end the game there. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think CD was going to get there. Just it, it reminded me of, uh, the, Titan Super Bowl where they lost to the Rams there. Who was that? Kevin Dyson. Yep. But it, it was one of those situations where it was just like, wow, the the Cowboys are cowboying right now. It's like they they lost this game. They Dak came in and Dak's been playing really well over the last couple weeks. And yes. we've been talking about that. You mentioned at the top of the show. Dak came in, what was it, three straight wins against Philly, scoring over 40 points in each of those games. Seven and one against the birds in the last eight games they've played together. So uh-huh. like the I'm not saying they they had a really they have a really good idea of who this Eagles team is and vice versa, and they just come close. They can't close. And you know, it kind of reminded me of some of these other crazy playoff losses and other losses that the Cowboys have. And I still think the Cowboys are a really talented team. I think the Eagles are a very, very, very talented team. And it's scary that they, the Seagulls team hasn't even put it a hundred percent together, as you mentioned, because they are uh, at their best. They're the best team in football, and uh, they're going to have a really tough test, as we just talked about. But um, you know, yeah, the Cowboys just cowboyed it up. Uh, so there's that. Thoughts? So I, <laughs> I have a lot to say. About the Cowboys. I always have a lot to say about the Cowboys. Uh, shit, most of the people I know have a lot to say about the Cowboys. Um, I, their defense that is a top three defense that, as I said to you before, when they get turnovers, they win. They got no turnovers. They were able to force fumbles. The Eagles were able to recover. Uh I don't this is also the second time second or third it's the second time that Dak has played against Jalen Hurts. 
Jalen Hurts has only lost two games in the regular season. And in the amount of time that he's been there with the Eagles, he's put up better numbers than Dak. But that doesn't say that Dak didn't do great, as I said at the top of the show. My issue is, and it always has been with the Cowboys, it's more so with the fans, always with the fans. Uh, so that's if I was giving an L, it would be the fans because I've just been paying attention t- to what they're talking about on on Twitter. They had the nerve, Sam, to sit out there and say that CD Lamb is better than AJ Brown. Um, if I could have jumped through my screen and smacked somebody in the face and said that, where AJ Brown is literally the only person to record as many yards as he has in consecutive games, and CD Lamb has never done that, and the only other person that was at the top of that list is Megatron. Um, yeah, shut up. There's that. The defense, the defense could have played way better. And I, and, but it also is a testament to your, your point earlier is that the Eagles have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent on the offensive side. They've lost one of their key pieces in this game, uh, but they have a lot of talent and it's hard to stop them just one way. Uh, as far as the offensive side, it always seems like it comes down, those major games come down to crunch time, and something boneheaded always happens. That's what I mean, man. Always. It's like, I, I, it's it's like even, I mean, even before Dak, you can go back to the Des Bryant situation, the no-catch catch situation. There's always something that happens. The the Tony Romo uh, field goal situation. Yeah. Uh, the the interceptions that Tony Romo would throw at the end of the game when they were right there at, at the end. You have Dak now doing the same thing. Now in this game, stepping out at the at the two, which a lot of people are like, well, he could have did that. Well, you also have obviously never had somebody run against run after you because you're trying to get certain angles, and it's hard to get certain angles when you're having another grown man chase you. Like it's it's not that simple. And I know. In hindsight, us looking at it, it probably looked like to Zach that he had it. And it looked at first glance that he did have it. I I thought he did. Right? But then you saw the replay. You started to hear the noise. And people were like, wait wait a second. You ever heard the commentator? Wait wait a second. And then they checked, and that was it. Everything for them, really, I'm legit, Sam. I think the narrative for the Cowboys in recent years would have been flipped and they've they've been so close it's the the margin of error for them is so close and every year they have it happen to them so to me as i've said to you before about uh herbert uh, i've said it about dak i've said it about kurt at what point do we finally start looking at these guys like are when are you going to get to the next level like when are you going to get past this point of like we know you're good right Herbert is great. We know you're good, right? When are you going to be able to will your team? Because you have teams that are there every year, that are close every year. But they seem, if it's not the coach, it's Dak. If it's not Dak, it's the defense. If it's not the defense, like, it's always the way, the way of game. The low of game. Did you, yep. Like, what the hell is that? I, so there's I, that. I mean, the, you got a, a huge sack from, uh, was it Brandon? Uh, who, uh, who was it? Who? That sacked uh, and the Eagles. They sacked Dak. Um, uh, sweat. Yeah. Or, or I mean, Brandon no, Graham got him. Sweat Brandon got Graham. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have that, the sack, and then the 
delay of game. Like, dude, you, a delay of game, and then you should have spiked the ball, and they just decided to throw it. The Eagles out literally the gave them the game. They gave them. I, I'm telling yeah. you right now, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this game, and I'm just so quiet. And I said, to, and then I finally said to myself out loud, uh, well, not out to myself. I said it out loud. I said, "The Eagles lose this game. I, I'm, I got nothing to say. I will just concede to the Cowboys. Like this, the Eagles literally pissed the game away at the end with those penalties. Hassan Reddick running into them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jalen Carter jumping off sides. Like it, there was a bunch of different things, and it was, they literally allowed the Cowboys to get all the way down the field on penalties, and then the cow the sack." And then the delay of game, and it, it pushed the Cowboys back, and it was just—it's just those bonehead situations that could have changed. And these are the type of conversations that we have that could have changed the season for them. But here we are having the same conversation on a different year. Um, the Dolphins. I don't know who this team is. <laughs> I don't think. They know who they are, except for when they're playing teams that have losing records, because the three teams that are absolutely contenders that they have played, they've lost against. And in those key games against the Chiefs, the Bills and the Eagles, Tyreek, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, yeah. has, has at times not shown up and been a part of the issue. There was a catch against the Eagles that he should have had that had been a walk-in touchdown. He didn't have that. He dropped the ball, I think, yesterday as well, too. Big fumble. Big fumble, Big fumble right? Uh, and he's he's kind of choked in some of these situations. And he also called out the Chiefs prior to, because that's his former team, uh, basically saying that they were going to get this work. Well, they worked you. Um... I know with McDaniels, who you and I both are are fans of, 100%. I know that this mad genius is definitely going to get into the lab and really assess this. And I still believe that they have a chance to – I mean, they still have a great record. But they, they have a chance to go somewhere. But I don't know outside of this speedy offense what they have. Like they have a great – they have great players on defense, but it doesn't seem like – both units can run well at the same time. At least, yeah. I, I mean, Vic, they have a buy. Vic Fangio. I was yeah, reading yeah. something in the Athletic um, today, and Vic Fangio. I mean, they held the the Chiefs to fourteen points. Really, I mean, this is the offense didn't show up. And to your point about the Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles games, the Chiefs game being yesterday, Dolphins went three of twelve on third down Sunday. 4 of 11 against the Eagles on third down, 3 of 10 against the Bills. I know this this def- uh, this offense looks great when you're playing below 500 teams. Yeah. Uh, but to the point we've been saying all year about the AFC, it's it's tough. They're 0 and 6 in their last 6 games against teams 500 or better, and last year they were 2 and 7 against playoff teams. Yet look, we like this Dolphins team. I'm a Jets fan. I like this Dolphins team. They're I'm, they're very talented. I love the coach. I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad Tua's healthy and playing well. Mm-hmm. And um, I there's a lot to like on this team. They're just not 
there yet because you can win a lot of games and you can beating up on bad teams. You're supposed to. Yeah. That if you can't beat the bad teams, you know you're not a you know what are you? You can get into playoffs, but in these tough moments where the lights are really bright, you know can you can you put it all together? And that's what makes the great teams and they have because yet. yeah. So, we'll see if they do, but I mean, they they haven't yet. They have opportunities, and I mean, if they get into the playoffs, they have a chance to do it. But it's always I'm always scared about teams that play in warm weather all the time, especially that most other teams play in the cold during the winter, and you're practicing in warm weather and then go into <laughs> negative attempts and stuff like that. It it, it changes. It's different, um, and I, I've always felt that that was an issue for them. But I I just think. They need to get it together, and, and there's too much inconsistencies because there was a duck that Tua threw between. I forgot the two wide receivers, but it was right in between, and I, it looked like, you know, like if you don't have full grip of a football and you throw it and just gets yeah. super wild, it looked like that. Like, oh no, it was just a gust of wind that did it. it, it Tua, you shouldn't be doing that. But but there's that. Real, which, real quick about the Dolphins, I explained to my son again, who's been into watching sports with me, and it's it's a really cool moment as a father. I explained to uh, Jalen Waddle left the game, and I yelled because I have a lot of <laughs> Jalen Waddle on my fantasy team, so my dynasty team, and I did explain to him that when he scores a touchdown, him and the rest of the team waddle like penguins, and I'm pretty sure. Jalen Waddle's his favorite football player now because of it. So oh, kudos, Jalen Waddle. Shout out to him. Yes, yes. Who's anyway, your- but yeah. No. Uh, the Bills, we talked about it you know, enough already. Um, to a, a similar point with the Dolphins, clearly, I mean, the Bills have, have proven more on the bigger stage over the Josh Allen era than, than this Dolphins team has in the last couple of years. Under, um, you know, since Tua has been the full time starter with McDaniel and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Allen's clearly not healthy, but it does not help when you have a one dimensional type of team. When you Absolutely. still, no matter what they try to do to address the running game, whether it was drafting Singletary, now he's on the team, but James Cook, now you got Leonard Fournette, you know, th- it's, it's, it's hard to stop Josh Allen when he's healthy and this team is very explosive. Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs would, you know, is, is right up there with the best receivers in the league. Um, but, and this defense is not healthy, but um, yeah, you're not, you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. This was the team that everybody has loved the last couple of years. And uh, Joe Burrows two and O against the bills and three and one against Patrick Mahomes. So like, you're you're supposed to win these games if you're the Bills. Um, they don't, but they don't. Now they're we have a better idea of who the Bills are than the Dolphins, as I just said. But still, it's it we've seen this before from this team. There's a lot of football left to play, and they have the advantage playing where they play because uh, they're used to it. Yeah, but, but also we have a lot of football to play, and we see them do the same thing. Yeah around this time of year is yeah. that they're a contender and or so we say, and then they always end up being a pretender. So is that going to be the same thing again, or is something going to finally click because Josh Allen, again, as I always have referenced on here, it goes back to his comp before he came out 
of college football. He's done that. He can he continues to do that. But they also don't want him to be Superman. But you don't have a running game to Sam's point. You don't have anything to back it up. He's he's got to throw the ball. You want him to throw the ball, and teams are double teaming digs. Like what what do you want them to do? So they need to figure it out somehow, some way. Whether it's trade for a running back or really get in the draft somehow, some way, and get a good young running back to to take some of that pressure off, uh, because it ain't it ain't working yet. So, and and for me, the last one to go out, I'll make this very very quick, so we can get to some some more fun stuff. Uh, but the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks are going to be good. They're going to be in the playoffs anyway. Uh, they are still good no matter what. Uh, just the way that they got embarrassed is why I have them a lose, as a loser this week. Uh, they did not show up to that game. Uh, they got showed shown up in that game. Yeah, It was not great for them. Uh, but I, I, you're not going to see many games like that uh, for them. It, it just was very, very interesting to see them lose in that manner and i thought this was going to be a very close game and it was not at all at all. yeah we both had the ravens winning this game but we respect the seahawks and what how this team has been built over the last couple of years and yeah you, yeah i thought it'd be closer i mean yeah you have to fly across the country play an early game and and respect to the time and stuff but you know that's i feel like i don't know i've never done that not a professional athlete, I feel like that narrative could be a little, you know, Pete Carroll's been the Seahawks head coach for a very long time. They combat it. They have to do this a lot. You know, they combat against that. This team just didn't show up to play. I think more or less it's a testament to, you know, the how good the Ravens are and they'll, they'll like, put you, their foot on your neck kind of thing. And um, they did they, that. They always and, play smash mouth football. That's just yeah. Ravens football. That's how it's and always going to be. And that's how it always is. And the biggest question that I had with the Ravens was with Lamar's health, because he hasn't finished the last two game, two years, but when he's playing, this is how this team looks for the most part. And uh, he looks pretty protected this year, doesn't he? Yeah, no, certainly does. It helps when, I mean, Zay Flowers didn't have a big game, but it helps when you have him. And even though you lose, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Achilles injury, by the way. You uh, still, I mean, Gus Edwards has another game and multiple touchdowns. Yep. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, rookie, ran all over the place. Justin Hill, you know, a Justice Hill. So you, the scheme is good. They're finding ways to to play. It, they have a talented offense, talented defense. Um, so yeah, they, the Seahawks just weren't just got outplayed. Yeah, that's it. Ugly. And Power rankings time, bro. About this, so let's let's go to power yeah, rankings of this week. Uh, let's do it. So, number five, they didn't play this week, so they still remain in the top five for me. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars? I've talked about why they're there. I don't need to go back to that. Niners also same situation. Uh, they are they remain at the four spot uh, as they were last week. They also had a buy. Uh, the Jags only moved back. They moved back for me because the Chiefs continue to win, even though not great, and they move up to three. Um, because if, as long as the Chiefs continue to keep winning, they're going to figure it out. And if by they, I mean Patrick Mahomes, he's going to figure it out. Uh, and he's going to throw these guys open no matter what. If you haven't realized, he's been running the ball way more at the beginning of this year, which he normally does towards the end of the year 
towards playoff time and conserves his legs, but he's had to do way more. So I'm curious about that, and I'm going to be watching yeah. his health as we continue to move towards that. There's another team. I mean, props to seventh round pick Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. But here's another team that just can't figure out the running game. Uh, well, but, I mean, by can't figure it out this year, you mean not use it because they did not use it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because they yeah. haven't used it. And then their strategy to the end of the year is dust off JK uh, uh, McKinnon and uh, use him. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. always been the strategy. But yeah, that's a cut off for power rankings. What, what happened to the other running back that they had that's still there? Oh. CEH, yeah, yeah, Clyde Edwards, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, just disappears out of nowhere, whatever. Um, it, it's it's funny, it's, you have Patrick Mahomes like throw the ball, it's like yeah, save his arm, let him let somebody run too. Yeah, you see, I mean, they they Kelsey didn't do anything in this game, nope, and no one else did either, nope. If Kelsey doesn't do anything, I'm telling you right now, that's he's literally the offense, and teams are going to now try to be like, okay, we're going to take him out, beat us somewhere else. And if they're going to go against really good defenses that they're really going to have to try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. If my, my boys were actually, their defense actually played great. Uh, they would have a problem. I'm curious to see what's going to happen because Andy Reed is great off of buys. I think he's, Oh, is he is, undefeated or something uh, like that? Either he's still undefeated. I think he might've only lost one now at this yeah, point. It's insane. Uh, but it's man. absolutely nuts. So curious to see how that goes. So there's that. Um, number two, we've already talked about them to a nauseating extent this episode, uh, but it is the Ravens uh, because Lamar and the uh, supporting cast has absolutely been dominant. And we haven't talked about them like that, but they remain at two. I said last week they were two. They're still two. And one is the Eagles uh, because they have the best record in the NFL. And as Sam mentioned earlier, they're not even playing their best. As I also have said, their defense looks horrid. Uh, it is absolutely Swiss cheese. Um, and I, th- I think once they shore that up, they'll be fine again. But we'll see if that absolutely happens. But that is the power ranking. I will say that at number six, I had uh, who was doing really, really good. The Bengals? Yep. There you go. I was going to ask you, are the Bengals six? Yep. Um, the thing that the Eagles is, I mean, I saw some of the defensive backs leave the game, right? Um, I, I think they came back, though. I mean, that's secondary. Bradbury came playing, back, yep. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Not playing as well as they should be because they are great players back there. So um, I know getting Bayard up to speed, too, is hopefully be a big uh, addition for you guys. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I, know, I have no problem with it. Um, We'll see yeah, what happens. Good job. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. There we go. So Jags five, Niners four, Chiefs, Ravens, and the Eagles are number one there. So solid work, my friend. Yes, thank you. What was what was our records after uh last week? Uh you continue to dominate crush it. Dominate. Yeah, eleven and two this week. I was ten and three. So I think the last couple weeks I have one less win than you, but those wins are adding up now. Uh Instagram went eight, three, and two. Again, miraculously, there's a ton of votes and it ends 50%. Um, I made the mistake of posting these on Instagram or scheduling them where like the poll is still up after the game ended. And I did notice that the Titans-Steelers game, more people ended up voting for the Steelers after the game was over. But 
I digress. Anyway, so you're 87 and 55. I'm 83 and 59. So not very healthy four game lead for you. Um, 77 wins on the Instagram side there for our listeners. So that you're, you're, uh, well, our listeners clearly aren't listening because they should be following my picks and they should be fine because they'd be winning. Here we go. That week 10 teams on by ready. Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, Rams. So by NATO, if you're playing fantasy football this week, uh, good luck. Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, Rams. That's yep. That's, that's tough. That's four. That's four positions for me that are not playing this week. Yeah, I mean Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, the Dolphins. All uh, well, the I Eagles. have Swift I mean, on my Puka, fantasy. Swift, Goddard, uh, Devontae Smith, and. There's, I feel like there's one more person. I think it's just three then. But anyway, yeah, it's going to be rough for some people. Um, ready for this speed round of this? Let's do it. Thursday night football, Sam. Panthers. Bears. You have <laughs> the Panthers. Or you have the Bears. Well, I don't know why this moved over here on my thing. You have the Bears and I have the Panthers. Why do you have the Bears? Um, why do you have the Panthers? I don't know. I, don't, I think the Bears are just... A better team? Um, I don't know. Just their home. Let's just say their home. I'm, I'm going to use that same response, that same reply, because I don't know. Because I really don't care who wins or loses this one, because it's just a travesty of a game. Uh, we're back in Munich. Uh, or is it Frankfurt? Frankfurt. Frankfurt. I made the mistake, kept saying Frankfurt. Munich over and over again last week. Yeah. I apologize. It's okay. in Frankfurt. Sam just set me up for failure. Uh, Colts yeah. at Patriots. You have the Patriots. I have the Colts. Why the hell do you have the Patriots? Why? Why? I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna pick the Colts. No, don't do. Don't you dare! No, I'm, doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm oh, doing it. God. I picked the Colts. Right, I well, think that it's Colts. We're both. I don't know. Okay, we don't need to stay there anymore. I don't. You were smoking something for Patriots. Now watch the Patriots are gonna win. Uh, Sunday. So let's get into the games that are back over here. Uh, Browns at Ravens. We both have the Ravens, but I both I believe we both know this is going to be a very close game just because of that Browns defense. I'm so sick that the person that I went against this week, uh, the Browns defense got him 22 points in fantasy. Ugh. That is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Niners at Jags. You have the Niners. I have the Jags. I don't think you can go wrong either way because I think this is going to be a tough matchup. Why do you have the Niners? Yeah. I have I just think they're the better team coming off a bye. I mean, both teams are coming off a bye. You know, we've talked a lot about the inconsistency the last couple of games of Brock Purdy. You got Debo back. Hopefully everybody, you know, get up to speed health-wise. I hope Trent Williams plays all that. I'm just – I think the 49ers are a better team, and I like, and I like this Jaguars team. So I'm just going to go there. I do think the 49ers are a better team, but Doug Peterson has a – a sneaky good record after bye weeks. Okay. He's also from the Andy Reid tree. So uh they're doing something. The they're yeah, they know what they're, they're doing anyway. after bye weeks. So I'm just going with that. No, uh, no arguments, man. That, that sunshine. Uh Saints at Vikings. We both have the Vikings. It's very interesting that we both did that, but I just don't trust the Saints at all. Uh Texans at Bengals. We both have Bengals. Titans at Bucks. Both have Bucks. Lions at Chargers. Lions. Falcons at Cardinals. We both have Falcons, which I'm scared about that now that I know that Kyler is going to be there, but I don't know. 
Yeah, can I just say something? Matt Miller, we just talked about him from ESPN, tweeted over the weekend. I don't know if you saw this. Why did the Falcons draft Bijan Robinson? Yeah, if they're eleven not carries, him. eleven carries, four targets. Well, it seems like Arthur Smith, right? Arthur Smith yeah. has a problem with talented players because he doesn't pass the ball to Kyle Pitts and then doesn't run the ball to Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Make it make sense for me. I don't think you can. Uh, Giants at Cowboys. I think this was a very, very easy one for us, and I'm pretty sure that anybody that's going against the Giants this year is very, very easy because I did tell you last week that the Raiders were going to be the Giants. Uh, yeah, go for the Cowboys on this one, as we both did. Commanders, Seahawks. We both have the Seahawks. I think this is going to be a, a, a tighter game than we probably think. Sunday Night Football. This one, I, I can honestly openly tell you that I know it's the Jets and the Raiders, I almost chose the Raiders on this one. That's fair. But we both went Jets. And then Broncos at Bills, we both have the Bills. Um, I Sam, I feel I legit feel that these last two games, the Sunday night football game and the Monday night football game, are trap games. Because I feel like the Broncos can win that game. And I definitely feel like the Raiders can win the, the game against the Jets. But I don't so, know. Not a um Yeah, you're not wrong. Thanks. We don't know. No, I, I don't disagree. I mean, the Broncos just haven't been able to put it all together and have been embarrassed, but their defense has gotten better. I mean, and who do they just put it together against recently? The Broncos? Yeah. Who they just beat? I don't that was, remember. That I was a recall. decent team. Was it, in the, uh, was it the Chargers? Who the hell did they beat? No, they just beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the defense has gotten better. I mean, Russ is, we talked about how kind of sneaky he's been as far as like up there in quarterback stats and stuff. Um, and who, again, with this Bills team, who knows? Monday Night Football at night in Buffalo is not an easy place to play for a lot of reasons. But yeah, I I don't disagree. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you put on here the NBA. Um have you been watching the play-in tournament? I watched, or, um, no, I watched the in-season tournament, not the play-in tournament. Yeah, I just wanted to just get your thoughts on it because we haven't really talked about it. But I've, I watched some games on Friday. So the in-season tournament games are Tuesday and Fridays, right? Is that correct? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, so um, just want to get your, your thoughts on that. I know, uh, you know, just the overall concept, not necessarily even the the play on the – on the court, the multi-designed courts, by the way, which are awesome. I love the courts. Um, I love the jerseys that are going with it. Um, I love the incentive, especially for the guys that are bench guys that won't really see money like this or is adding to that and give them a chance of doing that. Um, I, I, I have to see more to really give my opinion. So I, I feel like as we get halfway through the journey, um, I'll give you a better assessment of what I feel, but I, I think it's just really good basketball right now uh, that we're seeing. Uh, and, and I think those games, these guys, are you can see the, I don't really feel like the intensity is turned up. I just think it's like a little bit because it's still kind of, it's in the middle of the season anyway, right? But I don't know. It's I don't the know beginning how to of the season. What happened? It's at the beginning yeah, of the season. True. I mean, from a marketing yeah. standpoint, I understand why it exists. You're, you're going up against football. You Early in the season, you want to make games not relevant, but just hype around it. Yeah, I don't quite understand the compensation part. I don't disagree with it, 
But like these are just games on the schedule that count. It's not like these are like a bonus kind of like preseason kind of thing. Like these games count. So yeah. I don't disagree with the the compensation. I don't ultimately I don't care, and I get it's a marketing thing for for ESPN okay, and Turner well, to what sell is your issue with it. I just don't under I I just don't quite get it. Like why it needs to happen. Um, why the compensation I, needs to happen? Yeah, I thought it's questionable. Like I, I, I don't disagree with it. It's it's very simple. I think you're you're overthinking to get, it. To get guys to get fired up to play uh, games it, that they should be damn, playing. You get up and you go to work, not just to go to work. You you're not going there. Of course, it's, it's life changing. Yeah, you're going there to get paid, right? Like that's yeah. It's so that you're, we're motivated by money. I don't care when people say that we don't just work just to work unless you're doing something that is sure. uh, something that is life changing and you really it's it's your passion, right? But for most of us. Uh, it, it's, you have to pay the bills. You've got a family to support and so on and so forth. So it's extra money. And a lot of people are motivated by monetary gain. So I think it's just, it's really as simplistic as that. It's just getting, yeah. pushing them to get, Hey, I can get more money. And then, and also push the, the guys that are, that are stars that are people are there seeing force them to kind of play. So their team is at that point to, to be in a position to get this championship, get that extra money, and go from there, right? Again, to a guy like a, a LeBron James that gets millions of dollars, a $500,000 is not really going to do much, but I'm sure that's that's saying, that's crazy to even say out loud that I did that. I know, that. I know. But, but in the context of what sports is, we correct, totally understand. But, but I mean, that, that $500,000 can go a long way for, as I said, the bench players, but it can also be a new car for a guy that they didn't want to pay out of their salary or a new house for somebody. Like, I think it just gives them that monetary incentive. And I really think that's all it is. It's just that and trying to get these guys to play because they don't play. It gives them something to try to uh, bragging rights as well, too. They, yeah, I got, we yeah. got this in season championship. You guys suck. <laughs> Whatever type. Thing. You know, to be honest, though, like kudos to Adam Silver and everybody for doing it, mm -hmm. because why not? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I understand. I'm not, and I'm not in a position to scoff at even the you know, the losers gets what mm -hmm. whatever it is. I'm not in no position to do that. I, I'm just saying, like, if a a player makes thirty million dollars, and I know not everyone does, yep. but the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth guy on the bench aren't even playing in these games. Yep. It's nice that they're doubling their salary. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. But like, you're making thirty million dollars a year. You play. You get paid for eighty-two games. That's three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. So, like, I get it. I, you know, I was just bringing up the question of like, who, I'm not pointing my finger at. I'm just saying it's no, interesting you're, you're that asking I had to a do. Valid question, and a lot of people have actually asked me that question. Like, what's the point? And I, that's what I think is driving it. When I, I suggested to you, I think a while ago before this was even an, uh, a thing that I put in play, I was like, they need to have something in the middle of the season. Yeah. To, like force these guys to really try to play because they're not playing because they're trying to rest themselves for the playoffs so they can be there. But that's at the end of the day, screwing over the, the fan, right? Screwing over the and fan that, that may be their only game of doing that. That's why I will forever love and respect Kobe because yeah. of what he said. Uh, I mean, ultimately, game seven, eight, nine, ten matter as much as game eighty-two. Absolutely, we all know that. So, agree. All right, enough of that. Let's get to to the MLB. 
Hey, yeah, uh, the, the Rangers won the World Series. They did. Kudos. Kudos to them. Uh, kudos to Corey Seager took home World Series MVP. Did you see the uh, bonehead Make sure we reporter? say that they won their first World first Series. World Series in yeah. franchise history. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, this team was, is just explosive um, on offense, pitched lights out for much of the year. And there were times where we were sitting here, especially when DeGrom went down, like, how are they doing this? How will they continue to do it? Well, they doubled down. They... <laughs> Traded one of their best prospects for Max uh, Scherzer. They got Jordan Montgomery, who who was not good enough to play for the Yankees in the postseason, clearly, but you know pitched lights out this playoff season um, for the Rangers here. So, hey, Mets fans, sucks to suck because you had two of these pitchers on your roster <laughs> not too long ago. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, uh, so yeah, just kudos to them. It was. Uh, Entertaining World Series, and halfway through, the Rangers lose their best player uh, to injury, and then Max Scherzer, too. Um, they still took it in five. So, do you see the bonehead reporter asking Corey Seager in the press conference after World Series why the Dodgers, why did the Dodgers let you go? No, but I, I hope he had a He's, great response. He, he looked like he laughed and was trying not to be rude, but I he looked away like he was probably looking at like a PR guy. Like, what is this jerk off doing? Mm-hmm. Like, next question kind of thing. Not the time, man. Not, I know that's the probably the obvious question. To oh, that is, that is the time. Well, that, that's, that, that is the time to ask the question because you're, you're on your high horse. You just won. You're looking at the team that let you go, which you were the MVP for them when you won the World Series with them. And now you're sitting over here like, let me, as a reporter, ask you something because you probably got some champagne in your system. Your, your adrenaline is going. He was very polite about it. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that means he's very well trained, media trained. So good for yeah. him. Good for him. But I know uh, inside, he, that if you're saying that he looked off the side, that look was like, can I say what I really want to say? Yeah, he was. Pro- yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, good team. Uh, great to see Bruce Bochy. Came back unretired and said, "I didn't unretire not to win a World Series," and he did it. So that's that's awesome there. And if Corsi didn't break his hand earlier in the year, he'd be right up there with MVP candidate. Um, I think Otani is going to run away with that. But yeah, so so there's that. Speaking of the the Mets, they were hot for uh, manager Craig Council, uh, who the Brewers um, are just letting walk after taking them to the playoffs five of six years, but he ends up signing with the Cubs and the Cubs let uh, former player, David Ross go. He, uh, David Ross dug them out of a 10 game hole under 500 to barely miss the playoffs this year. Hmm. Um, and it's had kind of a rough stretch, got hired. That was a pandemic, got hired to get the most out of guys he played with like Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez. They all got traded away. Yeah, they did. Um, so rough, uh, rough go there. But Craig Council is now the highest paid manager in uh, baseball, forty million dollars over the next five years. And then, speaking of the Mets, they uh, just hired the Yankees bench coach Carlos Mendoza, who's been with the team for a really long time. So uh, a little cross town rivalry there. And Tito Francona left, uh, as, retired as the. Cleveland manager and now Stephen Vote uh, is their new head coach or manager. So there's that. Why does Vote sound familiar? Is Nationals? 
Uh, I well, I think he did play with the Nationals. Most of his career was with the Athletics. Okay. Um, yes. Big, yeah, yes. Okay. Bounced around a lot. Big, big bat, smart guy. Um, was with the Mariners too. Uh, kind of a lot of people have always said he'd be a really good manager. Um, just you know, interesting move there. Kind of came out of nowhere reporting wise, but um, so a couple moves there. So just to take note of. And uh, real quick, do you care or? Did you see that the Padres took out a loan for fifty million dollars to pay their payroll? Uh, I did see that because you showed me it, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, we got our answer to where they were getting all this damn money from. So yeah, we've been asking that question on this podcast for a while. So very interesting. Yeah, uh, general manager meetings or whatever it's called, winter meetings this week. So I'm sure some stuff will come of it, but. There we go. Props. Anthony Volpe, first Yankee rookie to win gold glove. Not bad for a guy who all these scouts said needed to move to second base because he didn't have, quote, the range. Well, again, this is why you play and you don't listen to what other people say about you and you do what you have to do because there's also somebody that played in right field uh, that they said he couldn't play right field and end up being a uh, gold glove winner. Who, who was that? Um, Tatis, Tatis, his name. Um, yeah, Fernando Tatis, and he made sure that he stood on his business and kept his receipts and made sure that other people knew about it. And I absolutely love that this is who he is as a person. I I I love it. I really, really do. So I said it to you, and I've said it on this podcast a million times. And I said to you this morning, if you're going to be petty, back it up and have receipts. (laughs) And he did it. So kudos. I had no problem with that. Absolutely. You know. Uh, here's a guy playing out of position, essentially. Um, well, I mean, and won a gold glove. So I, I don't even want to say it, it's. I, I mean, I mean if, if you play baseball and you play baseball at that level, you have definitely played in multiple positions and you're good at multiple positions. Sure, sure. So I never want to say that somebody is playing out of position. I know what you mean, Sam, technically, because that's not his position that he was drafted to play. And the his dad was an infielder to too. But yeah, these guys are professionals. And they can play in any position that they really want. Technically, uh, not most can go and pitch, but <laughs> we we know what that is. So, uh, kudos to him, and kudos to anybody that is uh, proven doubters wrong. I absolutely love it. Make sure that they hear about it when you uh, do prove them wrong, so they can uh, eat crow. Um, but with, with that, Sam, uh, close us out, sir. Yeah, man. Episode one fourteen in the books at Chasing Points Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, the podcast side, watching on the YouTube side, really cool um, opportunity we have with YouTube to to do this. So the live stream around 5.15, 5.15 every Monday. Uh, the podcast will drop Tuesday mornings as always around 5, 6 a.m. Um, so thanks so much for listening. For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thanks so much. And until next week, peace. Uh, winter. <laughs> winter. I don't know when you decided to sneak up on me like this and slap me in the face every morning when I walk out the door um, or to walk my dog, uh, but I'm going to need you to relax, Winter. It is too cold. Um, you drop the leaves off the trees way too fast. It's like fall wasn't even here. Um, so I'm going to need you to be a little less disrespectful and... Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Bye, winter. Go vote. Go vote. <laughs> vote or yeah. die. Wow.
good good wow that was perfect. Good, Bye. Did it. Got Bye. it. Bye. <laughs>